Hey everyone, welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Thunder Rock'em Sock'em Funny Reference Meat and Potatoes Anderson, here on a tour of the facility of Timeline Scavengers, where we are going through the MCU scene by scene in historical order until the end of time. Show me around. Okay, well, you know who else we have to show around? Yeah. To this lovely facility is our guest, James Wilcox. Hello. Hey, I made it. I've kind of toured some of it, but not all of it. I'm trying to take it all in mm. kind of a little bit at a time. This is yep. one of those sort of, sorts of places where you kind of have to do multiple. Yeah, you have to kind of do like multiple times to really get to everything. Uh-huh. Uh, part of it is because we're just constantly adding new wings on to the end of it. So it's like every time you come back, there's probably something new. Um, yes. I can't yes, tell if you're doing like a, a a building renovation, like we've added new wings, or a, a sex thing. Yes. Yeah. Like, because James said, like, that. taking it slow and like getting it, getting all of it, but like sort of taking it, taking it slow. And you're like, yeah, you got it mm-hmm. multiple times and stuff like that. Well, it was mostly the, I was I was going from the initial standpoint because mm-hmm. I was trying to think of like how I was going to add on to it. So yeah, I, I it, you know sometimes you make a joke and then it just doesn't quite. Anyway, what do you so mean? Everyone... it just doesn't fit, you know. I, you yeah, think it's exactly. you think it's going to be just great, and then it's like, no, this is too much. Yeah, mm. frequently you need to just sort of warm it up a little bit more. I think too, you know, just kind of relax into it. Um, but you know, the problem is that like a lot of times, once someone tells you to relax, that makes you kind of tense up more, doesn't it? Like, auto- don't you automatically you're like, I am relaxed. You like you, you know, yeah. It's just a, it's a bad habit. I think that a lot of people need to break. Anyway, did you know that we're here to talk about episode, <laughs> not episode, sorry, the uh, the minute 43 and 4 seconds through 45 minutes and 50 seconds of Captain America First Avenger? Now you do. And in this scene, <laughs> troops marching in the hallways. One voice says, the Fuhrer is not accustomed to being ignored, Herr Schmidt. He funds your research because you promise him weapons. Another voice states, you serve at his pleasure. He gave you this facility as a reward for your injuries. Schmidt calls them out. Reward? Call it what it is. Exile. I no longer reflect his image of Aryan perfection. One guest stops to look closer at the Hydra flag and insignia that's been replacing the Nazi party. The Nazi party's insignias. He looks at the Hydra soldier, armored up, who then slowly looks right back down at him. Meanwhile, in the background, the rest of the party is still talking. You think this is about appearances? We catch back up with a full party as he says, your Hydra division has failed to deliver so much as a rifle in over a year. And we have learned through local intelligence that you have mounted a full-scale incursion into Norway. The second man pipes up again. The fear feels, how did he put it? The Red Skull has been indulged long enough. They all stop. Schmidt stares them down before giving a very gentle smile and says, Gentlemen, you have come to see the results of our work, hmm? Let me show you. They all walk into one of the testing rooms. Hitler speaks of a thousand-year Reich, but he cannot feed his armies for a month. So here we are to talk about frozen meals. No, that's not what it is. He has not solved that. It's such a weird thing to, to bring up, and then, you know, they, he just doesn't do anything about it. Uh, His troops spill their blood across every field in Europe, but still he is no closer to achieving his goals. 
he pulls a large tarp off of an extremely large armament. Uh, one non-believer says, And I suppose you still aim to win this war through magic? Schmidt starts to power up the machine. Science, but I understand your confusion. Zola's looking at them very nervously. Great power has always baffled primitive men. I love this moment because the generals all sort of like look at each other like, was that an insult to us? Like, <laughs> yes. uh, kind of almost proving his point. They're like, eh, like, I think that was a dig at us. Hydra is assembling an arsenal to destroy my enemies in one stroke. Eh? Wherever they are. Oh, oh, I see. I did the eh, to James Wilcox and I totally lost where I was on this. No, it's, it just takes uh, one stroke are. to lose where you're at. That's fine. <laughs> So true. I prefer stroke nine. <laughs> Bands. Oh, my little black backpack. Yeah, the good song. Backpack for his applesauce. Uh, yeah, That's yep, a, there it is. Uh, another reference there. Yep. Uh, so wherever they are, regardless of how many forces they possess, all in a matter of hours. And he snaps his fingers. One general says, your enemies. But Schmidt doesn't stop. He continues. He's in his little, you know, villain monologue, right? Right. Uh, hey, you know... The yep. other people that are also villains, this is the place for your villain monologue. Hey, villains, mm-hmm. tell other villains exactly. your plans, and then, oh, of well, course, yeah. I'll let you finish, but... Uh... Right. <laughs> well, we'll see how this all turns out. So he continues to talk about the destructive capacity of his weapons. Then the curious guest from before, who I have nicknamed Curious Georg. His name is Hutter. Sorry, what did you say, James? His name is Hutter. Oh, is it really? Oh, well, yeah. it's Georg now. No, um, no, it's... Nope. Uh, I'm going to call up Kevin Feige and say, can you change the credits, please? Thank you. There's a reason Uh, why his name is Hutter, and I'm excited to tell you. Please. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm excited to hear this then. Uh, So I take back my joke then, Kevin Feige. Sorry. He's like already Uh, changed. You can can tell us about it in the footer of the episode. Oh. Oh. See, now now it just, they they put kind of like, you know, your nicknames, James. They just Mm -hmm. put it as like, it's like, you know, hair, whatever his first name is, quote, Georg. Yeah. And then what was the what was the last name again? Hutter, H U T T O. Hutter. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's that's the end. Okay. Uh the weddings uh, not weddings, I meant to say weapons, sorry. Uh curious guest gets curious. Okay. So he gets curious again and he starts looking at a strategy map that's on a table that has pins in it. Schmidt says, Quite honestly, gentlemen, and he does a quick head count, one, two, three, and then puts in his final calculations, which I think is great because he clearly knows there's three of them. But he like is looking them in the eye and just going one two three okay yeah like just you know showing that he's he, he's letting you know exactly what's going to happen they're just still you know whoosh like right over yeah. there right uh, he says I have harnessed the power of the gods and then they thank him and he says for what and they say for making it clear how obviously mad you are the curious guest has been following all the pins across the map and then yells out that Berlin is on this map Schmidt unfazed says so it is. The gun powers up and faces the three gentlemen. And now they begin to grow uncomfortable. The curious guest says that he will be punished for his insolence. You will be brought before the Fuhrer himself. And like, as the F of the end of himself happens, we then hear a recycled Iron Man sound effect as the gun charges and then completely disintegrates the man. One general just sort of freezes in his tracks and the other one runs for the door. Uh, the first one that froze in his tracks, he dodges a few blasts because he's just kind of wily. But Schmidt always gets his man. Boom. The man who runs realizes that he cannot open the door in time. He flattens himself against it and yells, Schmidt, as he is also disintegrated. <laughs> Schmidt apologizes to Zola and says that they both knew Hydra could grow no further in Hitler's shadow. He calmly says, 
Hail Hydra. And three scientists in the room very enthusiastically salute back and yell, yell it, of course, right? Uh, Schmidt slowly looks to Zola, who takes a moment before also standing up straight and yelling back, Hail Hydra, in a very non-committed way, which is hilarious to It's me. very good. Uh, and then Schmidt walks away satisfied as Zola slowly crumbles a bit. Yeah. So long scene, lots of stuff happening, but like it's it's very fun. And like this is the moment where it's kind of like all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares, right? It's like all Hydra are Nazis, but not all Nazis are Hydras. Mm -hmm. And this is like that moment where he's like, okay. Yeah, sure, I get it. We're Nazis, but we're also really though we are Hydra, and like we're gonna just like we are all Hydra. of you were in our way. Yeah, and so J.K. Simmons steps out and says, mm, "Disintegrated, huh? Yeah, we've seen a thing or two." J.K. Disintegrated. Not your best work, but you know what? I appreciate it. There's I appreciate a lot of spaghetti the thrown at the wall. <laughs> it sure was, and all of it got disintegrated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and just one fell sweet. All this spaghetti used to be a guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, so that is the scene. It's pretty intense. Yes. Like it, it's. I mean, again, I do genuinely think Red Skull is such a great villain. Yeah. Because like, there's that. There's the situation where villains who just think that they are right. And what I mean by that is, is like they're doing something that everyone else says is evil, but the other person's like, no, what I'm doing is the correct thing to do. Right, you're killing That is very correct. Like those, those are very interesting characters. Also, what are good characters are people who definitely know that they're evil and they're just kind of like, you know what? This shit's fun. You know, like he <laughs> had fun with that. Like he monologues, he kind of does these grand gestures. And again, the one, two, three, he knows how many they are, right? <laughs> like he walked in with them, but like, Again, just and also just being able to like slap him around a bit, like verbally, before he does it too. Like right. the way he's just like, ah, for primitive men, and they're like, <laughs> that was about us. Like all of that scene, it's just like you know that he just got some sort of sick enjoyment out of that. Absolutely, it's that that comic strip of sickos at the window. Yes, yes, <laughs> like he, that was him that whole time. Well, he left the map out too. Like the map's just there, and oh, he knows yeah. the oh, map's there. Sure. It's like, oh, I'm just gonna leave this exactly. He's like, oh, God, I hope that one guy. Yeah, that he better see it. Like, if they don't see it, I'm just going to die. I, if they don't see it, it's gonna, like, it'll be My fine. My funding is it as obvious as, as that map over there. Mm -hmm. What's that? You want to check out the map? Sure, go for it. Like, we didn't say that. No, I insist. Check out the map. No, don't look at the map. Maybe it's I did boring. Say it. <laughs> yeah, whatever you do, please, please don't check out that look map. This map. <laughs> yeah. Please don't tell Hitler about my map. <laughs> you know? Uh, just real quick. I would uh, hate for him to know about it. Fun piece of trivia. Uh, the most northern target on that map, uh, it appears to be uh, uh, Panamunda, which is where uh, Von Braun did his rockets. Like Before Von Braun came over and uh, helped us get to the moon, uh, mm -hmm. he, was, he worked for the Nazis doing rocket stuff, and he did it at the northernmost point in, uh, on that map. So that's kind hmm. of fun. Nazis were just all about that rocket stuff. I, just, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Well, him coming over to help us get on the moon, they did not see that coming. It was called Operation Paperclip, and it comes up so oh my many God, times. Operation Clippy? No, Paperclip. <laughs> That's so Clippy. Can't operate on Clippy. I see you're trying to make a rocket. <laughs> would you like to get halfway to, to the would moon? Would you like some former Nazi scientists to help you? You would. 
You would. Great. That doesn't seem like hey, the listener, right thing that is, to do, but I'm that just is actual, actual historical fact. Yeah, that I know. I was going to say, sure. it is, oh, it is wild to me how much... Get to the moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that's also true. <laughs> oh, I love, I love that this... Uh, this is another instance of the magic and science that 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 thing that Marvel mm. loves to come back to. Yes, I, yeah, <laughs> but you know what? I think it's it's like half the time it's almost always around like Thor and Asgardians. I mean, like sure. it does happen in a couple other places, but yeah. it's like almost predominantly right. Thor related stuff, but, which I think is very fun. yeah. There's always oh, this is magic, aha, uh-huh, science, and they look at the camera like right that thing. <laughs> you know that thing we almost always talk to the about? point where uh, Natalie Portman and. Uh, Chris Hemsworth get tattoos that say science and magic on them. Yep. Almost. What, if they, what, hey, if? what if they did? What if they did? I know technically they didn't actually, but I mean like their characters do. And I would love life. if Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth actually, I know that would actually be, and that great. was the way they revealed it was in this like, Oh, it's a hypothetical, but they're like, no, but for sure we did actually. Did. Um, Hey, can I tell you about these three gentlemen? I don't know. James, what do you think about that? I only really want to hear about two gentlemen, but, Ooh. I'll take a third. Just one why of them not? was a was a, a two, real son of a gun. So that's uh, that's good. Okay, so let's get the trivia. One out of, of them like, got undone by a gun. So yeah, yeah or exactly. All three of them did, exactly. So. Yeah. So let me tell you the trivia first because I'm really excited about this. So their names okay. are Roder, Hutter, and Schneider. Um, which are the names of the members of the band Kraftwerk? Uh so <laughs> yep it's just a craft work so they, they just made a big big old joke huh it's just an yeah it's just a, a 1980s techno band joke uh rotor is uh and that might be rooter because oe can also be pronounced or done with o minimum loud so is the balding one uh not in like the uniform um he is played by a guy named a guy named anatole taubman uh, this guy was in four episodes of the Netflix show Dark, which I promise I will finish watching before I die. Um, <laughs> I've watched one episode, and I realized that I could watch it with subtitles and uh, in German, and that worked a whole lot better. Um, you know what I think is very interesting is that you said that you'll finish that show before you die, but you've not made the promise that you'll finish this show. Oh, no, I've made die. a promise I will not finish this show before I die. That's a... Uh, uh, I promised someone else that I would not finish this show. Um, he was also in the HBO miniseries Watchmen. Uh, he was in uh, Men in Black International, which starred a certain... Oh, Thor and Valkyrie? Exactly. Uh, he was... Oh, and Kingo. Oh, was was uh, Camilla in that too? Interesting. Mm-hmm. I never saw it. Um, I think I wasn't alone in that. So, uh, <laughs> he was... Damn. MIB International is one of those movies where I'm like... Did that ever come, come out? out? Like, unfortunately, <laughs> so, I think so. Uh, he was in one episode of Killing Eve, like someone else we've mentioned. Um, I don't remember who it was. Maybe Toby Jones. Uh, I thought you were being like really like coy about it, and then <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's really interesting." Yeah. And then you went, "I don't know who," and I was like, "Oh, yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah, genuine." Yeah. Okay. Uh, he was in ep- eight episodes of Pillars of the Earth, um, which I will now bring up anytime I see it because uh, Haley Atwell. Uh, he was in Quantum Solace, Quantum of Solace, which I could do the James Bond thing, the number thing, call it like James Bond mm-hmm. twenty eight or whatever, and that'd be really funny. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't do that. Uh, he was in Alien. That would be Flux. twenty. That'd be twenty two, I think. Right? Was it twenty two? I don't know about twenty five. Just came out. But James Bond twenty two. 
Um, the No Time to Die was number 25, oh, which was cool. like, they made like a big deal. Right, right, right. And he was also, he was in Aeon Flux uh, and the, I think the live action, I think that was the one Scarlett Johansson was in. Am I remembering that correctly? Where she was like, it was the first time where Scarlett Johansson was like, I guess I'll play this role. And then, yeah, yeah I believe. What, so. sorry, which, which movie is that? Aeon Flux, A-E-O-N Flux. It was on an, it's based uh, on an anime. Yeah, I was going to say it was the MTV. Wasn't it the MTV? No, that was Ghost in the Shell. That was Ghost, she was in Ghost in the Shell? Okay. Well, he was in Aeon Flux. So, um, there are three animes and the other one is Akira. Um, wow. Oh, I've just lost all of our listeners. Wow. Wow. That's, uh, I'm out. See ya. (laughs) Uh, and he was in one episode of Band of Brothers because you're only allowed to be, if you're going to be in a Marvel movie, you're allowed to be in one episode of Band of Brothers. That's why Tom Hanks will never be. He wasn't in Band of Brothers. He just fired people on it. All right. So, uh, (laughs) then... Do you know? Do you, do you know about that that guy's podcast? Yeah, yeah, there's a guy. Yeah, who who made a podcast just about how he got fired from it, and with the whole end goal being to get Tom Hanks to come on the show. And then and he did. Good job. Yeah. Good job, guy. All right. So then Hutter, uh, who I called young. There's balding, young, and short. Um, mm-hmm. which, hey, that's uh, me. Just real. Wow. Look at hey, just real quick. That makes me young. But I'm. Mm, I think I'm young and short. Yeah, young, dumb, and short. Uh, you know that song, "Young, Dumb, and Free." I was young, dumb, and full of short. <laughs> <laughs> oh, short! All right, so uh, he's played by a guy named Jan Pohl, who was in the recent uh, third Fantastic Beast movie, and that was all I saw. Uh, Schneider uh, is played by a guy named Eric Redman, probably Redman, but I like pronouncing it like the rapper, like Red Skull. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he was in one episode of The Irregulars. Colin, that's the the Sherlock Holmes network of homeless people show that we were right, talking about. Right, 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 right. Yes, yes, yes. I was like, that sounds so familiar. Yeah. He was in Saving Private Ryan, speaking of World War II and Tom Hanks. And mm-hmm. he was in one episode of Victoria, which starred Connie, the uh, uh, Jenna Coleman from uh, the episode we recorded with Tay about the uh, the Stark Expo. Yes. And that's it, because uh, I thought I had one more line, but it was the thing I did first. Those are the three uh, last names of the members of the band Kraftwerk. So, let's take us out on a 10-minute uh, minimalist German techno song, and I think we're done. I'm thinking sense. of Can. I'm thinking of Can. I don't think I actually know uh, know uh, Kraftwerk very well. That's something I have uh, to work on. <laughs> They're just they're they're There's so the so ubiquitous. I'm amazed you don't know more about it, but it's fine. We don't have time to get into it today. I'm I'm imagining you you, you spelled ubiquitous with an umlaut over it. Always, yeah. yeah. Ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. U, u, ubiquitous. That's it. That's all I have. Oh, uh, but this is my this is your episode. So I'm gonna do social media, where I oh let hey James. Yeah. Uh, now I'm gonna try this. Now we did good cop bad cop. I'm good cop. So tell me all all your secrets of where people can where what your podcasting stuff is and all your history and I stuff. I can't like believe that. you've done this to me. <laughs> Go ahead, Colin. I no no no. I, I think this is fine. I think this is how it should end. But I want to point out that I built this bit from the ground with James. Yeah. And then my James has come in to be like, and uh-huh. now I take it my over the James. finish line like a relay. <laughs> My James. my James, my James. I've got bits. <laughs> I've my committed <laughs> to. Well, Where this the temptations got nowadays. For copyright, but... 
Um, <laughs> that's okay. Barry Gordy's not alive anymore, so it's like, uh, what's he gonna do? Sue us? <laughs> I <laughs> mean, fuck him, surely really. the place, the place that's probably still under the rights, probably. Well, but you know. Anyway, all right. Listen, I will. I'm. I'm gonna concede the bit to you, meat and potatoes. So thank you, meat and potatoes, and James, take it away. Okay, so I can be found personally under James underscore librarian. I have the defunct, but probably coming back someday. You know, the work continues. Uh, the world beyond the tail, which is a page a day American Gods podcast at. Yeah. Boy, Woo! I really should have actually remembered what these were. World uh, Beyond Pod. Yes, at World Beyond Pod. And then the still forthcoming Clone High podcast at Clone High USA. That eventually will happen as well. And the the up and coming uh, Simpsons podcast with me called Double Diggits, which we've never said anywhere but in DMs to each other. But <laughs> Did we say Double Diggits? I, I thought we said double... never. I thought we said never not funny, I thought was what we had gone with. I thought never never not funny is already the name of a podcast, isn't it? Oh shit, that's right. That's so, right. double diggits because we're gonna start with season ten of The Simpsons and find episodes in each season that we like. There we go. Someday. Yeah. I, someday. I, I've someday got, we'll I, be together. I've got I've got a house deal coming up that may actually provide me with some podcasting space. So yeah, I would like it if you did more World Beyond the Tail because uh, it's. Uh, American Gods is sitting on my Goodreads at whatever episode you got to <laughs> pages in. <laughs> I've, the I research, need you to finish reading me that story. The research is almost done. I think I have like 50 pages left, and then it's the recording wow. and then the editing. Yeah. It's, it's, right. it's, it's, it's within reach, just not when, you know, everything else is happening. So, Yeah, for sure. Listen, you are a great podcaster, a great friend. And just an all-around great guy. I'm at least one of those. Or all three. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a lot, but I'll take your word you for it. You are all three, like those three guys were Kraftwerk. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. You are the Kraftwerk. I am Kraftwerk. Technically. Maybe I am Kraftwerk. Techn- oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, James, thank you so much for sharing your your personal like stuff where we, we could find you. Thanks uh, for sharing this- your personal stuff. <laughs> so... I support you and your stuff. (laughs) You shouldn't. Nobody should. (laughs) This will be fun because the first time we heard the start of the bit, though, of like you not sharing your stuff was May 18th. Um, And we will finally get that information on July 6th. Happy birthday. That's some that's some good edging right there. That's that's James worthy edging. Almost two full months. Yeah. And uh, also, I think it's also fun to say that, like, we heard that on May 18th when today, the, the day that we're recording this, is April 24th. Yes. So fun that we say that we've heard that, but it's also not even out yet for us. Nope. So listen to The World Beyond the Tale. There's plenty of episodes, and then we can all peer pressure James into, into, into doing more. Mm. It's a call to action to peer pressure my friend. <laughs> Yes, that's the only uh, way you'll get me to do anything is you got to twist my arm. There it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're into, Whatever. you know, I'm, yeah, I'm exactly. malleable. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Twist your words, uh, twist your intentions. Your, your leg. Yeah, exactly. Do the Maybe twist. Third. Do the twist. That's going to do it for us for, uh, we're going to call this round one of the uh, uh, Red Skull 
uh, compendium. The Red Skull Diaries. The Red Skull mm. Diaries, starring James Wilcox and co-starring Colin and me. Uh, we're gonna meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Colin and me and potatoes. Um, <laughs> gonna uh, go. Uh, probably make some more bad jokes on the internet but for now i am my brother my brother and meat and potatoes mm, i like hey i'm listening mcelroy's <laughs> mcelroy and potatoes so um i am james thunder rock'em sock'em funny reference meat and potatoes anderson and i'm colin parker <laughs> and i'm just gonna die <laughs> Excelsior. Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.